The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the Retro Network proudly presents to you, in association with the House Show Crew, a little morsel for your Monday. Answering all the questions that you send our way. So no more lollygagging, let's take on the day. Welcome to the running. Welcome to the running. Welcome everyone to your Monday morning coffee. It is I, Mr. Maddie Treats, and I'm joined by the Mass Library, Kevin Hellions. And this is the run in, which is presented by the House Show, which is presented by the Retro Network. We are the inception of podcasts. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing this this Monday morning? I am, I'm, I'm okay, but uh, my body's still adjusting. See, because I'm an old man. My heartburn got out of control, horribly painful, and it also causes me to cough constantly, which is not a good uh, thing that you really want to do in current day climate. So I was like, I was paying very close attention to what causes me to cough, what causes the heartburn and everything. And uh, soda and coffee were the two main things. So I quit both cold turkey. Oh, congratulations. Cool. Been going bad. I mean, I feel better. Didn't you have an issue growing up, too, though, where you would get headaches from the Mountain Dew, like your caffeine intake? Yeah. I had, uh, well, not, I, well, I mean, it was a while ago now. Um, I My caffeine intake was so bad at college, I actually had to go to the hospital for it. Oh, well. And uh, do you know the story? I can tell it. Uh, yeah, if you want, yeah, right. go ahead. Right. So, I mean, you're. it's only me and you here. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one listens. So... <laughs> It's not like we're doing a show or anything. So when I when I was at college, um, I was having coffee and Mountain Dew and you know, like just doing college. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. I like how your definition of doing college <laughs> is drinking soda and coffee because I bet time, you, yeah. I bet you, if you ask nine uh, nine out of ten men, their idea of doing college is also just drinking soda and coffee. <laughs> I did I ever go? I, I was I, I think I only went out like three times the entire time I was at college. Pretty sure. But anyways, so I was having so much caffeine that I constantly felt like I had to urinate. Constantly. Like I could have just gone and I wouldn't even make it like out of the bathroom and I'd feel that strong urge to go again. And I would try, you know, oh well what happened? Nothing came out. I just went. But it would it's just this constant you know, that tingle urge, almost a pain. So I went to get it checked out. I was like, I don't know what the heck is happening, but I keep feeling this way. And, you know, I'm clearly worried. They said, all right, you know, and, and did some basic checks. Like, all right, this is okay. That's okay. They said, well, it could be one of two things. I said, it's it's rare. It would be rare at your age, um, but it could be colon cancer. That, that would be a sign. I was like, all right, is there any history in your family? Yeah, yeah, there is. They said, well, it's, it would be rare at your age, but not impossible. Well, how would we know? Well, you know, you'd have to go in and uh, see a specialist, and it is a rectal, a full rectal.
rectal exam to see. If see you have now, it. now you're doing college. Yeah, exactly. I said, uh, it could be something else too, though. I'm like, all right, well, what else could be? He said, well, it's also rare. We see it sometimes. Um, it could be pretty much like you're overdosing on caffeine. You're having too much caffeine, and your body's shutting down, reacting to it. I was like, all right, well, what do we have to do there? They said, well, that just stop into stop having caffeine. Just quit cold turkey. See if your body starts feeling any better. I'm like, let's try that first for the rectal yeah. exam. <laughs> Go with yeah, that one. Yeah. So yeah, I quit it cold turkey then, and I end up missing like two days of classes because the withdrawal symptoms were so bad. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, never got the exam. Yeah, well, congratulations there. <laughs> Not till later um, in life. Um, I thought you were going to say you were exhausted this Monday morning because you had a busy Sunday night. I, I mean, my Sunday nights are always packed. I mean, you know why it would have been busy this Sunday night. For um, all, of the, all of the Valentines I'm giving out as I'm choo-choo-choosing them. I thought it was because you were watching the NXT Vengeance Day. But okay, Valentine's Day is also I will, on. Considering what I think is the main event of Dakota and Raquel against Shotzi and Ember, I'm sticking with the Valentines. Oh, and the co-main event, because there's also Mercedes, Tori, and Io. Yeah. Uh, what did you... Uh, it's uh, Tony Storm, not Tori er, Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Get it right next time. <laughs> uh, what did you get your lovely wife for Valentine's Day? Nothing. Yeah, this is when you should have said your catchphrase, Kevin. Me. There you go. But no, we there were actually go. discussing that like we we don't do it. We've never done it. She just does not care for it. Um, she's like, if you want to give me chocolate, just get me chocolate. Like you don't need a day for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you want to get me something, like she's just never cared for it. But uh, Declan does. So he actually picked up a gift for her, and he wanted to do something. Uh, Kevin, are you familiar with what's going on with McDonald's and Pokemon? I am. Okay, it's not I was happening just curious. at ours. It's not happening at no. ours yet, though. I went to the McDonald's the other day, and there was a sign on the McDonald's that said, you cannot buy individual toys out of the Happy yep. Meal. Yep. So just an interesting now, little thing. Because I've sure. done that. Like, they've had Marvel one or whatever. I've just gone up and bought the toy dollar, $2, whatever, and not gotten the Happy Meal. And usually it's fine, but the current card collecting world is just blown up for no good reason that i can tell i can't tell what's causing this because like there's boredom. marvel it's ones boredom from, marvel ones from the 90s there's this marvel series we all had like if you were reading comics in the 90s you have this card series out of nowhere it's 650 dollars crazy it should be like 65 tops i'm really hoping these wcw cards that i bought off ebay like a couple <laughs> months ago start picking up in price i mean i got the whole box for 20 bucks and it's really not doing anything uh, else, i'm wondering but. if my operation desert storm cards are finally worth some money you know what i have the uh decision 92 oh yeah i got the, i got a, a box of those um got that schwarzkopf but, uh, rookie <laughs> you gotta get you gotta you gotta get the schwarzkopf um so, Kevin, the reason we are here this morning was it was a big week for wrestling. Let's Huge. be honest here. Okay. Uh, and no, we're not talking about Raw. No, we're not talking about SmackDown. NXT had a takeover last night. We're not talking about that. Okay. Uh, AEW, they had a pretty good show, right? They did? I, yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, we're not talking about them either. Uh, I enlisted uh, some New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Je the Jeff Japan's premier wrestling 
um, promotion. If you watched AEW, you would have heard that 15 times. Um, launched their Roku show. Um, so I wanted to have you on, Kevin, because I know you've dabbled in New Japan. You've seen a match or two, but you really are not probably too familiar with the with the brand and the characters and stuff like that, right? Right. I mean, I, I tried. We were going to try to do Wrestle Kingdom this year. There's just only so many hours in the day. And I also, I have four, one, two, three. Yeah, I got four Rokus going on the place right now. Great. Yeah. So this worked out good. Um, so they launched their television show, supposedly. I think that's what you would call it. Um, and I just kind of wanted to watch it. Um, I watched it and I know you watched it and just kind of go over it. I wanted to pick your brain on some things. OK, so I wrote down a bunch of questions I'm going to ask you because I want to really get your honest opinion about um, about what you saw on the show, because uh, there were some things that stuck out to me, uh, which I thought was going to be a. Um, a little different, I thought, and uh, just it's not what I was used to. So uh, why don't we get right into it? Okay, All right. How's that sound? And and I'll say like um, we only did the first episode, but if you look into it, it, looks like they have ten up right now. Yeah, yeah. So there's ten episodes already up. If all you have to do is download the uh, the Roku channel app. Um, I actually downloaded it on my Fire Stick. Um, it's not just a Roku only thing. I did not find it on my Apple TV though. Uh, but if you have another streaming stick, you can get it right on there and, uh, it's on demand. I mean, we were looking because it was supposed to launch at five o'clock on Thursday. And I said to you, I I said, it comes, starts at five, but it should be on demand. We were saying, oh, maybe it's after, like it would be a live stream, like the WWE network does and whatnot. Uh, but no, it's all, it's all right there. And they actually have what looks like it's going to be the first 10 episodes on there. Um, I'm curious as to if their contract is only for those first 10. And then they will see what kind of audience they have. And then if they order more and whatnot. Yeah. And it was, um, it, it wasn't obvious. Like it's whatever their big movie and TV show they're pushing. That's obvious on the front page of Roku. I just typed in NJPW and it came right up. Yeah. It was also under the reality banner, which I thought was kind of interesting. So um, there's a lot of actually good stuff on that Roku channel. I was shocked at the stuff that was on demand. So. Um, all right, so let's get let's get right into it, Kevin. All right, so you see the intro. There's four wrestlers across the intro. Okay, you have uh, Okada, Tanahashi, uh, Naito, and Jay White. Uh, no other wrestlers are featured, and I thought that was very interesting. They also did not feature Kota Ibushi, who is their champion right now. Well, it's also because they were playing. It looks like the whole thing is Wrestle Kingdom 14 which took place in, what was it, January 2020? Yep, January 4th and 5th of 2020. Yep, so we're seeing stuff over a year old chopped up into these episodes. So it's going to be a little different anyways, we'll say. No, absolutely. I just thought it was interesting. You know, usually we've been talking about on um, the Saturday Night's Main Event series that we're doing right now, how they've been changing, you know, the, the front video with the people that were in, you know, in the in the show itself uh but just to not have your champion on there i thought is very interesting um and then to go with the four those four makes complete sense to me um those are probably the four of the biggest names without uh, abushi so all right so it is wrestle kingdom 14 is what we're watching um 40,000 people were in attendance that uh that night for 
And this happened on night one, just so you're aware. Uh, this was the co-main event of night one. Uh, so, so what did you just kind of think, Kevin, of the presentation of the arena, of the fans? Uh, did it feel like a big promotion to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, big crowd, nice setup, nice screen, entrance way. Um, the way that they're set up for all of the uh, announcers and everything, it clearly have like a Japanese announced team. Um, an American or English speaking team and all all the photographers and everything. Massive crowd, which I forgot how much I miss seeing a crowd for things. But you could tell it's big. It looked like a WWE B level pay per view. Not like a WrestleMania, but you know, a, a B level pay per view. Yeah, I'd say it looked about equal level to it. Okay, so this is their WrestleMania. You know that, right? Wrestle Kingdom is. I know. Okay. No, and and I've seen I've seen some. Maybe it's more for like the main events, but I have seen some like entrances and and lights in the show that that look even bigger. So I don't know if that was a night two thing or something done for the main events, or if this year was a little smaller or whatever. Because I have seen some like that's absolutely ridiculous and over the top. This was still pay per view level for the opening and everything, but it wasn't over the top okay um so our english uh commentators are the lead announcer kevin kelly um chris charlton rocky romero and then gino gambino uh, what did you think of the announce team i mean a four-man booth like i know who kevin kelly is because of his history in wwe and then ring of honor um Rocky romero i could kind of pick up on because he was when we were watching when i was trying to watch wrestle kingdom for this past year he was on the commentary for that the other two and rocky to a point as well just kind of blended into one other voice that was not kevin kelly so i didn't feel overwhelmed by four voices because it really seemed like i had two so the way it works is they i feel like they've gotten rid of gino gambino um I, me personally he didn't really add to it uh, currently they're going with a three-man booth which is kevin kelly um, Rocky Romero and uh, Chris Charlton. Uh, Charlton's basically the translator. Okay. So, because a lot of the promos obviously will be in Japanese, usually after the big match, um, whoever is prevails as champion uh, after your main event actually does a go home uh, promo. So, so he's um, he's uh, Mike Tanay in a way. Yeah, yeah, and he's gotten. He was. I, I think this was one of the, like the first years, and they would really only bring him on, but that he's actually in the booth. So this is pretty premature into his career as a color guy. So he's kind of you know more quiet. So uh, this this um, I, I thought was interesting. It's. Did you think we were only getting one match? Um, I, for an hour show, I didn't think there was only going to be one match. Once I realized what was going on and that we're taking a larger show and chopping it up into our hour ish was 48 minutes. We're taking a longer show and chopping it up into hour long segments. Then I realized, oh, we're only getting one thing here. And it would shock me if, okay, if the second match they want to show quote next week or episode two is a half hour, then it's only going to be a half hour show. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, not really knowing what was going in to see uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Jay White, uh, knowing how long the match was, I thought maybe they would squeeze another match in there, but um, I, I thought this was it was fine. Um, okay, so what did you think the, of the presentation of the wrestlers, Naito 
and uh, Jay White with uh, Gato. Uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, is it pretty clear that Naito was the fan favorite and Jay White's the heel here? Um, do you think these guys could translate to a U.S. audience? They definitely, I mean, yeah, I knew right away who's the face, who's the heel. Could figure that one out right away. Um, Jay White just being sort of a natural heel anyways. Naito, it took a while to care about his longer storyline here. You know, wanting to be, I want to be the first person to hold both of the titles simultaneously. Okay, but as a new person coming in here, I don't know anything about either title. I don't know the prestige. I don't know how tough it is to obtain them. I don't know if the people who have held them have held them for a day or for years. Like, I know nothing about it, so I don't know how big of a mountain this is for you to climb. So I'm not invested in it yet. Jay White comes across as a, as a heel immediately, and honestly, I was getting frustrated with the the stalling and the shenanigans at the start of the match. I'm like, come on, can we just start? But that's the entire point. Yeah. He's supposed to be taking me off. And it worked. <laughs> he did a good yeah. job of it. I, I agree with you. I thought for this whole thing where they made a big deal out of them coming to the Roku channel and being on Roku, um, that they would maybe put like a story package together. Yeah. Um, to kind of say, okay, this is where we are in the storyline version. I mean, you could do, especially like you said, it was only what, like 45 minutes, 48 minutes, something like that. I mean, you could have added a two to three minute video package to explain to the audience what the story going into the match was um, and who each person is um, and probably would have been better off with the presentation. There should have been an episode zero. Hi, this is New Japan Pro Wrestling on the Roku channel. I'm Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero here. Uh, we're excited. We've been presenting New Japan for years, but it is brand new to the Roku channel. So let's give you highlights of who you're going to be seeing in the upcoming weeks, what New Japan is, why it matters, why you should watch, and like a Cliff Notes, you know, uh, Pro Wrestling Class 101 breakdown of everything, hour-long get me up to speed, tell me what I need to care about, and then I'm right into episode one. But with some sort of background, with some sort of knowledge going into it. Okay. Um. So, Jay White, do you see what the hubbub was about when the rumors were, were leaving that he was going to leave New Japan and why these other promotions would want him? Oh, I mean, as uh, I'm guessing he's English as his first language and just didn't Yeah, he's a, Ki- he's a Kiwi. Yeah. So. But, I mean, he could absolutely do well for any U.S.-based company that he wants to go to. Wouldn't have a language barrier. Could work well as a heel. Um, seems to be able to work a good style against anyone. There was a few... There was there was a lot of just slow moves, um, stalling in between, crowd reaction, pauses. And it's just... It, it was a different style. There's nothing wrong with it. Just different style. But he has a certain charisma and a heel factor that I think you could immediately put him against a lot of people and get a good storyline out of it for, you know, WWE. Honestly, I think he'd go NXT first for his size. I just think that's the way WWE is. AEW, which from watching AEW this past week, they're throwing so many like newer, younger rookie talent on there. I'm like, you need more people with experience i think that yeah and it experience. sounds like uh 
it sounds like they're working towards a uh, uh, kind of like a Bullet Club invasion is what I'm getting from AEW with Jay White now being the leader of the Bullet Club. So Well, and, and that's the thing after seeing what they've been doing with like Mox and Bullet Club stuff recently in AEW, if you had, you can even do the lights go out angle on it. I don't know how, because uh, that Daly's place or whatever, you know, I don't know that you could have all the lights go out there for an effect, but all of a sudden Jay White's in there challenging Moxley, people would go nuts. Whether or not you think Jay White's of that level, just the fact that's happening. But you're going to want to save that for when there's fans <laughs> in attendance. Well, aren't um because Mania is April and they want to do fans because Super Bowl did. I think they're looking at twenty five thousand. So if that happens, AEW is going to be able to sneak more fans in too. No, absolutely. But I think it would, the optics, obviously, if it's a full crowd. Plus, they got it, it's still the travel issues. It's got to be smart fans, though. Your average person, maybe this Roku channel will help a little bit, but your average person is going to say, oh, who's that? Yeah. But I think for AEW, I'm going to say a majority of them are probably smarter than probably. the average the average WWE fan, like into it more. So, um, okay. Another question I had before we get into the actual match is. Did you notice the sponsors on the ring canvas? I noticed Zima was one of them. Uh, okay. That was the one I remember. But yeah, I, I was just wondering them. if if that was a different look for you, if you if it bothered you at all. Um, I know it might be uh, different to, you know, WWE doesn't do it really. Uh, AEW doesn't do it. I mean, has there ever been a wrestling? I mean, Impact doesn't do it. So um, to see like sponsors on it, uh, UFC does it. Um, and New Japan has always been, uh, they want to do that pro wrestling sports like feel to their matches, uh, more so than the sports entertainment kind of aspect of it. So um, I, I just wasn't sure if that stuck out to you, if you liked it or if you, it doesn't bother you. I mean, you you don't, you notice it at first and it's more, oh, okay, who are the sponsors tonight? And you see them and that's it. Other than I didn't notice it during the matches. I didn't. It didn't distract me. I didn't keep coming back to it. In boxing, MMA, your quote legitimate sports. I feel like someone tried it once. I want to say Ring of Honor, but I could be completely wrong. Um, the only ring I've ever been distracted by. I don't like an all black ring and bad lighting for the show. Like I think if you have a lighter colored ring, the light is at least reflected a little bit. That the whole building seems a little brighter. But the black, you know, black canvas just absorbs all that look. You're like, I like in this in the dark. Yeah. Interesting note there. Um, all right, Kevin, let's get right into the match. Uh, what did you think of this uh, 35 minute classic? Um, I think it was too long, honestly. Um, it is a different style for sure. And I, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember who exactly said that or if I'm getting the word right get it close enough and it was wrestling in america's an entertainment soap opera and mexico it's religion and in japan it's a sport and that's definitely on here like it's more of a competition than a soap opera for what we saw i'm not saying that they you know never do anything but for what we saw but it was just a lot of let's do let's build up for this move and then let's take like a minute break to breathe and not even the American style where you take a minute to breathe and you're doing like a headlock or an arm bar or something like something low impact to just kind of reset yourself and get going for the next spot. They just left each other alone for a bit. 
And I didn't realize as as annoying as I'll find like a constant headlock match when someone's gassed or or, or similar. There's a, something happening. But for this, for them to just like, okay, you you're in your corner, I'm over here, you know, uh, bothering the fans or talking to Gato on the outside or whatever it might be. There was nothing happening though, and it was driving me crazy for it. I was like, you could cut so much from this match if you just had something actually happening during the match for it. But then they would go into a nice sequence and build up for something. And I had probably five or six moves that I thought I've never seen that move before or that move done in that way or in this order in this, like the whole sequence of spots was different. There was a lot of stuff that I'm like, okay, I never saw that coming. That's fantastic. And if we had indie shows going on right now, I'm like, that move's getting stolen. That move's getting stolen. Yeah, I'm always fascinating because, especially for the um, New Japan main events, uh, your co-main event, and of course your main event, they always go about 30 minutes, 30 to, I mean, Jay White and Abushi this year at the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, uh, you know, 15 for, for night, uh, night one, no, night two. Um, I mean, it, it was the longest match in, in Wrestle Kingdom history at like 50 minutes. Like it's, and it's insane. And they're like these marathon matches, but the athleticism and uh, the stiffness of them and the, and the, like you said, the certain spots and stuff like that um, really play into it. Um, but you'll notice too, uh, I think with, um, especially with Gato on the outside and his kind of shenanigans um, also elongates the match quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, another question I had too, is what did you think of the referee red shoes? I mean, other than him needing to do his spot at the end, he just seemed kind of, he's only there to call the ending, you know, call, call a pin attempt, call a submission, but otherwise really stayed out of it. Yeah. So what do you think about like when Gato was interfering and they didn't call like a DQ or anything like that? Um, because cause that is like a, a New Japan uh, thing is it's ref's discretion, okay? So a lot of times they say in title matches, you, you'll notice this, when it is a heel champion and a babyface challenger, they don't call it because they don't want the match to be thrown out for the babyface. Is kind of like the logic behind it. Um, whereas when it's a uh, face champion and then a heel challenger, the spots will be more hidden, so he won't see it. They won't be more as blatant. But at least they give some sort of rationale and reason for it, other than, I mean, how many times, you know, currently it's Saturday night's main event, but how many times have we seen a referee just trying to pretend they didn't see anything that they clearly did? Mm-hmm. But if you could say, oh, it's at the ref's discretion, well, that opens things up a little bit then we don't have to look like schmucks out there when we see something we're not supposed to see and everyone just pretends that, you know, it didn't exist. But if it was, Oh, the referee clearly saw that, but thought considering who was doing it or what else happened, the match or something like that, we're going to let it go. And WWE does it sometimes. Oh, it's a title match. So the referee is letting things go more so than he would for non-title match. Okay, fine. I can go with it. Cause really for wrestling, the rules only matter when they need, when they need to yeah yeah i just i I always like getting people's opinion on that because it is a a big difference between you know the new japan style especially versus like the wwe kind of style of of that uh gato what what did you think of gato 
honestly pointless on the outside. Like he just takes time away from the match. And it's not like, I mean, Jay White, he doesn't seem to need someone on the outside. He can do, you know, he can wrestle very well. He could do a promo. He could annoy the fans. He doesn't need a heater. I, I didn't see the point of it. If anything, he added like five, ten minutes unnecessarily to the match. Did you did you think this was the same Gato that we watched during Halloween Havoc? <laughs> it is, right? Yeah, with him, the match with Jericho. I only knew it is because uh, I forget what it was. We were talking about something. You mentioned that he was booker for the company. Yeah, and, and he's the main booker. Yep, yeah, and he's one like best booker for two or three years or whatever. That's the only reason I knew it was the same guy. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so just overall of the match, I mean, you said it was too long, but did you like it? I liked it. Definitely too long. Like if they, like we're saying, if this was an edited together show to, to be an introduction to New Japan cut out, if, you know, honestly, I'd say you could probably cut 10 minutes out of this match, make it flow a little better. You could probably cut it with not really the action, but a lot of the other stuff. Because this match is unedited. I mean, this was the entire match. Yeah, but there, there's enough stalling and outside the ring moments and, you know, Gato stuff and whatever that you could easily get rid of and still have all the in-ring action. That'd probably help it flow a little better. And and there were commercials, too. Like, let, let's throw it in there. Roku was randomly thrown on commercials. I this was on pay-per-view so i'm sure there weren't a commercial breaks in there originally so sometimes it would mess up the flow for it but if you did a commercial you know oh gato's in the ring you did a commercial then he's out of the ring and that whole spot is over fine wouldn't miss it just so uh what, what did you think of the end usually uh like you said these long matches usually like the last 10 to 15 minutes are usually uh action-packed and, and pretty good with the the storytelling uh, that goes on in the in the match. Yeah, because they're building up that um I don't even know what it is. It's like a slingshot suplex neckbreaker thing. I don't even know that Naito was doing. But his 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 uh, finisher, does yeah. he know? Yeah, but like hit it once but not quite enough. Got a two, another sequence, hits it again, then that everyone's like, oh that's the one. That was it. But it built and built and built for it. Yeah. What what did what did you think of uh, the fans in attendance? Um, I always thought I always think New Japan is very jarring because when the wrestlers come out, it's not like America where they run up and try to touch the wrestlers and and high fives and stuff like that. I mean, they're in their seats just kind of chilling, and you're like, oh, this crowd's not into it. But then they just come alive during the matches. Well, and part of that's the American influence on it too. I've seen plenty of interviews with. American wrestlers that went to Japan thought they were, you know, bombing out there and didn't realize it's watching respectfully. And then they'd have a cool you know, sequence or spot or whatever and get the polite applause. Oh, okay. Well, that's what's going on. But as the, much like American fans throwing the streamers into the ring, I think Japanese fans have added more reacting to certain spots that still the slow beginning and more respectful. And there was one moment where I forget something happened and everyone kind of laughed and applauded and enjoyed the spot, but absolutely they get building up towards the end of it. I, I think one of the things too, especially in a COVID world, uh, what did you think of all the spitting? Oh, jeez. I mean, I mean, it, they, for there was the, about three, three or four times oh, uh, they would spit it more than that. And for the storyline of the match and the respect or disrespect 
dueling disrespect as they were spitting on each other. And they were they were shot. Like you could see all the mist and spittle and everything for it every time. It it worked for the store overall storyline for the match and ticking each other off and getting each other worked up and you know showing um uh uh disdain for each other. But yes, it is weird to see. I mean, I'm like this world was only just over a year ago and it's completely different now yeah it's it's pretty crazy um yeah so overall though you enjoyed the match yeah i was actually thinking you know i could watch a couple more of these see how it goes see who who i really like and get into and all and i'm all for having it's easier for me to watch this than for me to watch aew as a cord cutter like i have to hunt every week to be able to watch aew but this was just right there in Roku today as soon as I got home. Yeah. Um, do you know that New Japan has a streaming app? They do, but it's not in Roku. I think it's on uh, Fire Stick. Um, they do. Well, I told you that. But <laughs> do you think someone that was watching this would know? Did they mention oh, no. it once? Nope. nope. You wouldn't know how to get anything other than this it's here right now. Like, there's no Is there other. Is there... Yeah, there's no other commercials for their regular product. I thought was very odd. Uh, don't go to shop, you know, New Japan, you know, you know, don't go to their website. You know what I mean? Like little things like that, which maybe it's the WWE selling it so much that has conditioned us to think of, oh, they should be selling this stuff nonstop. But I just thought it was so odd that you were you made a big deal out of this and they've been pumping it up on, on their Twitter and uh, talking about it. You know, you're going to reach the UK audience. You're going to reach. Um, the, the U S audience, you know, you're on the Roku, uh, platform and you don't mention you have another streaming app. Um, you don't mention the other events coming up. Uh, there's not, not even like commercials for your product and the other, uh, wrestlers on the show. Well, there's, there's a rumor and I don't know, um, Joe, when you hear this message me, let me know, but there's a rumor that Paul Heyman didn't sell ECW to some of the channels as a wrestling show. He sold it as an infomercial and the infomercials for ECW, which is why you have all the ads for all the videotapes, all the t-shirts, the program, like everything throughout the show. And the in between is not the focus of the show. The focus of the show is all those commercials in between to sell your product. And it worked. I mean, we bought tapes, we bought shirts, we got the catalogs. WWE does a ton now, of course. I think that's one of the failures of WCW. Their merchandising was never that great other than stumbling into NWA and Goldberg shirts, or NWO and Goldberg shirts. But you're absolutely right. Where can I find more of this? Is there a site? Is there a site in English? Why am I watching a show from a year ago? How do I watch new shows? Is there even a site that might give me a roster breakdown and something I can find here? Yeah. Yeah. Especially too. not only do they have their own streaming app, but they also are on fight.tv. Like, so that's what, that's what I just thought was very interesting. Um, so, so finally, the last thing on the actual event itself is the post-match press conference and you just get a kind of a little snippet of it. Uh, what, what did you think of that, Kevin? I know that's more of a, a sport um, or sports kind of thing, not really a pro wrestling thing, but did, did you enjoy that? Well, why not? Like, 
because WWE does a lot of their post raw or post pay per view or whatever stuff now. You could do that on the network very easily. Talk to you know the men and women after their matches, hype it up, and honestly, that's a good spot to run a, a, an angle for something else happening too. Yeah, yeah, and that's what New Japan does. Um, they they do that qu- quite a bit. Um, of course, the one this year was the Jay White ten minute promo where he's breaking down and crying and <laughs> losing his confidence as a heel and all that sort of stuff is the one that really um, kind of broke the internet here a couple months ago. But uh, yeah, they they do that quite a bit. I just wasn't sure what you what you thought about it. Um, and then if you're watching on demand, it goes right into the next episode. I mean, you could binge these things if you wanted to. Oh, pretty easily too. I mean, honestly, like. I had I had a long day when I was watching it, so it took me a little bit. And old old Declan X there was distracting me. But yeah, when the second one came up, if we weren't doing this today, I'd probably would have just continued and watched another one. Yeah. Um. So I went ahead and just so everyone knows out there, episode two is the main event of night one, which is uh, Kota Ibushi taking on Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And then the main event of night two uh, would be uh, Tetsuya Naito versus the winner of that match, uh, which is episode two. So I'm wondering if that main event of night two will be episode three. I'm, I'm kind of curious how they break it up um, when it comes to, uh, you know, everything going on. So And and that's the thing with it being a two night event and certain matches being, well, the winner of this is going to face someone the next night and whatever. I could see after watching all of this, you get a feeling of who we, the people are and care about it and you get into it more, but to just have it dumped in your lap didn't help. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, did you, did you like it, Kevin? Did you, I mean, it's, it's, it's another way to get wrestling and it's good wrestling too. It's not like it's the, the production values are really good. I mean, you're talking you're in front of 40,000 people here uh, for at least wrestle kingdom. Uh, or do you think they should have gone in a little uh, different way? Do you think showing the old pay-per-view is a smart thing to do and kind of showing like your best of matches? Um, or should they have just done a whole new like storylines or anything like that? They're, they're failing at trying to get either audience right now. So decide which audience you want to go for change it up just enough and then this could be very good i think the point go after people that aren't already into new japan but like wrestling here's a new federation good matches very easy to find go ahead and watch it but make it give some background put a little highlight video on the front a little breakdown a little rundown something to catch people up and then continue on with the show as it is if you're going for the people like yourself that are into New Japan, have the app, do fight TV, whatever, then this is stuff you've already seen. So why would you sit down through it again? If you're gonna, if those are people you want, then you need new matches or you need something else—a behind the scenes, a new spin on it, a interviews with the people, something else to add to it. Yeah, like I said, I wish they would have did a little. Uh put a little more and I guess it's just like Western way of thinking uh, the video packages and, and, and things like that uh, to kind of get people caught up to speed. So if you had someone that you were showing, um, you know, this event too cold that never watched new Japan before, 
okay, here's a primer video. This will get you into the event. Then you can watch the match or you can, you know, yeah, you can watch that. You can watch that match and then uh, you can move on to the next thing. And then maybe even to have a little commercial for the next <laughs> for what is the next episode, because uh, I don't even think they did that. They may have showed a Bushi, uh, but besides that, I, I, they, they didn't I do like what's the next match? What what else are we going to see? Um, so and another name, too, that they could have put on here who is part of Wrestle Kingdom 14 is Moxley. Moxley took on Lance Archer in a Texas death match. I th- so. um, that is apparently later on. Um, there's a music edit. It was the only thing. That was okay. Different. Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. I that did makes see sense. something on that. Um, but it's just, it's kind of a, a fascinating look to see how they are doing this. Um, and really this is just kind of what they were doing on access TV. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's there i'll watch it i'm interested in it but i'm not expecting it to in its current form it's not going to be the thing that new japan needs to gain a strong foothold in the states yeah it's good at dipping your toe and getting your feet wet but you need something else you could you could have just put these on youtube i mean (laughs) you would probably get more views on youtube but I don't know what the contract is, obviously. Yeah. All right, Kevin. I think that's going to do it for us this Monday morning. Um, so let me get this. Monday night, you watch Raw, right? Correct. Uh, Tuesday night is Impact. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, Wednesday night is AEW NXT. Yep. So Thursday, I guess, would be New Japan. It is now. And then Friday, SmackDown. Yeah. Wrestling every night of the week. What a time to be a fan. And then there's some Ring of Honor stuff on Saturday. NWA still putting stuff out occasionally. I always have the ads homework. I got to find time for if you have a pay-per-view on the weekend, yeah. you know, NXT, um, you got a AEW revolution coming up. So, and then people say, why are you behind on the CW superhero shows? I wonder. Yeah. You got WandaVision too. I'm, I'm up to date on WandaVision. All right. I think that's going to do it for us on this Monday morning. Um, I just want to thank everyone out there for listening. I uh, thank the educator for not being here tonight and for getting his microphone. Um, I want to thank Kevin Hellions for being here. Um, and always helping out. I think the Retro Network, uh, Jason, uh, Mickey, everyone at the Retro Network. We love being a part of it. And thank you to everyone listening. And Kevin Hellions, get some caffeine and take us home. All right. Thank you, Mitt, for another good show and and educator for wherever you are. You're in our thoughts. (laughs) Thank you, Retro Network, for hosting us. Thank you to the Roku channel for today's content. Thank you, Richard Reader and Jason Gross, for our logo. You can follow us across the internet at TRN House Show. You can follow Matt online at Maddie Treats. You can follow me online at Mass Library. MassLibrary.com is the home blog. Go ahead and check out the show notes for links to Patreon merchandise and so much more. And uh, I think next week I'll just take um, some footage from January 2020, like an old podcast that we did. I'll just cut it up and present it as brand new. As long as I can spit in your face. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.